0: Okay, guys, thanks for listening to this new episode. So today um, we did a whole new experiment. Let me just give you a little intro. This was an 8x8 Jitsi recording as desktop on my mobile phone. Um, So basically we figured out a trick thanks to um, RDM for suggesting it. basically, um, the trick was that you would, um, switch your browser to desktop mode. So I did that and I was able to, uh, go into YouTube studio and start the stream, get the key and then go to the eight by eight, uh, chat program and, uh, plug that in. And then I would, uh, stream to that, none of this is supported yeah so uh, that all worked and um, now I wasn't able to actually dial in with a client so I was recording with the web app which kept on dropping out, next time um, not even the web app, it was just the website, next time I'll actually dial in to the number um, after I start the stream so that's one thing that was um, problematic, we had some dropouts, but uh This recording stands for the first time we had uh, three people on the chat, Um, and I hope to continue to grow this, um, and we had some good ideas tossed around, so enjoy listening and uh, uh, have a great day, bye. Okay, now we're live, Agron, welcome to the stream of random mobile phone test.
1: Okay, well I do, I did have the live uh, icon at the top right all the time.
0: Yes, you had it live, um, but it wasn't, so YouTube has two different modes. Um, It has the live stream active, uh, and then the live stream waiting. So before, it was streaming um, from 8x8 to YouTube, but YouTube was not streaming live out to the world.
1: This is so interesting. Are you involved in the development of this app somehow?
0: Not at all, not at all. But um, I've been trying all different options here for doing um, recording of streams, um, <laughs> and uh, this is the one that I found. And I refound the Jitsi, you know, because it's open source. I thought oh, I'd give it a try, and I'm I'm very surprised,
1: pleasantly surprised how well it works. Okay, nice. So, can you do so? Since it's open source, can you find your own servers there, or you're still yes. use a third party service? We can d- run our own servers. Oh, nice!
0: Yes, and that's something I want to do eventually.
1: Okay. Um. I will fully support you if you take that over. So, so my
0: vision is a, um, a self-hosted web app that basically you click on it, you start your meeting, and it spins up an EC2 instance or, you know, an Azure instance or whatever. It spins up a, 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 uh, a virtual machine on the cloud, records okay. your meeting, streams it, does all that stuff, and then um, when you hang up, it'll uh, push the... Um, the recording out to wherever you want to store it long-term and then Uh shut the machine down and you only pay for the time that you, you know, hold the meeting. Yeah. That's like the long-term vision. Like you just dial a number basically and it spins up the server for you. You do your recording and you hang up and it shuts everything down. That's like, that's how simple it should be.
1: That's a great idea. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. is there another server before that, before it's spun up, like to receive connection requests from the client? Oh, yeah. Like, for example, I mean, all- let's say in this conference call, there are going to be 12 different people. Yeah. So maybe there is another, uh, uh, like a preface surf- service that yeah. waits for the first connection, right? And then it yeah, absolutely. Once server is spun up, then the second guy goes straight to the server, right? Yes. Well, I'm thinking um,
0: we can make a bot, and we can make a bot that listens on like an open channel. Uh huh. I mean, there's no reason why. Um... We need to look into the technicalities of the whole thing. I'm not sure exactly how this all works. But definitely um, you're going to need something that's going to listen, and that could easily be a web function or a Lambda function. I've been experimenting with Lambda functions, which are basically serverless functions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a thing called the firecracker uh, v, uh, VM, or it's basically a virtual machine that runs um, containers, and it has 100 millisecond startup time. Okay, that's the Amazon quick. Firecracker. Mhm. So when you call one of these serverless functions, it will spin up your container on a cluster and run that function and you get billed for the milliseconds it runs and the memory it uses.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know that. Have you have you ever and used the super cheap. servers yeah. in the past? I use a what? The super servers in the past? What's that? Uh, Super server is like uh, X init uh, yeah. service, so that service um, it just waits for all listen to everything on TCP/IP and serial and oh sure whenever w- whenever you get a request on port eighty, it will spin up Apache. For yes. example, yes, if you if you. Uh, hit, uh, let's say, a serial port. It will spin up. Uh, what was that? I forgot. Uh, yeah, a serial yeah, yeah, for The keyboard and uh, uh, what, 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 did, what did we call those? Dump terminal, dump terminal yes. services. <laughs> so, that's like
0: a that's like 80 style X N A D um, type uh, network uh,
1: services. Exactly. So yes, when yes. I was reading about this uh, new serverless thing, mm-hmm. I it didn't make sense for in a, in a initially. But then I said, "Wait a second! Didn't we just have this like thirty years ago?"
0: <laughs> didn't we have this already? Exactly. Yes, we had <laughs> <Yeah>. it.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah. So the advantage really the advantage stuff. that you have, yeah, and 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 the advantage you have
0: now is the containerization which, which mm-hmm. allows you to have heterogeneous um, operating systems running. Yes. You know, you, you can be running Fedora in one container. You could be running uh, you know, Ubuntu in the other container.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, this is awesome.
0: And um, it's getting more secure. I mean, um, some big companies will not allow um, things to run in containers because... They're not secure enough Mm -hmm. um, because you can jailbreak, you know, there's certain security flaws, but if you're running virtual machines and spinning up a virtual machine with a container, and that's the way to go. um, So you've got, they're working on these smaller and smaller virtual machines that just run a container. Yeah. And have faster and faster startup times. And then that's the way you want to go, where it's more secure that way. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, in the end, yeah, in the end, that's where I think it's going to go, where we're going to be creating software um, for people that they're going to spin up. Um, So, you want to use this service? Well, hey, you spin up your own service on your own account. Right. Yeah. And it's it's going to be push button. And how you make money on that is a question. You know, some people pay small fees, small service fee or whatever to use the software. Uh-oh. You know, on Amazon, you can um, publish your AMI, your Amazon machine image, and say, oh, if you want to use this image, you have to pay a certain amount. And it just shows Uh-oh. up on someone's Amazon bill.
1: Yeah, nice. No, I like the idea. You're providing a service, and you don't have to disclose Anything was running on that machine.
0: That's also true. You can do it that way, too. So the question yeah. is, are you providing a service? There's all different types of functions and ways to make money um, in the cloud now. Either you provide an Amazon machine image where they can actually log into it, um, and they will, the customer will be able to gain root access, so you're disclosing something, or you um, have a different interface where you spin up the instance you own the instance and you get billed and you build a customer somehow yeah but this audio um, quality is pretty good for running in the browser huh
1: well not only that i'm not in a you know very urban area either you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I'm between towns. I haven't reached Nyack yet. You know, it's all uh, forests over here.
0: Great. So that's my dream that I don't even need to be on my desktop. So this is a great test. Um, you know, it could be a little bit better with the um, startup time. because I had to, mm-hmm. you know, play around with it. But with a little practice, um, this is going to uh, this is going to work. And then I'm thinking, you know, we can set up conferences, you know, like the stuff we were doing for Flosk. Like, why do you have Mm -hmm. to fly everywhere? Why do you have to go somewhere? Why can't we just do meetups virtually?
1: So that's what I asked. uh... Uh, Who was
0: I talking to?
1: Uh... Ariane. Ariane. That's what I asked Ariane. Like, for the next uh, hackerspace, you know, I said, hook up Mm -hmm. something so that we can see it from here, you know, and attend from here. Well, Uh, I think
0: it's even less than the hackerspace because you don't want... Because the people in the hackerspace, the audio is so bad, you can't hear it. There's always cross-chatter outside the room. mm. Um, Really, you need to have everyone in the space, you know, even if they're in the hackerspace, they should have, like headphones and a microphone and be like apart from each other i see a little bit because otherwise i've been to those hackerspace meetings and you just sit there and no one answers your questions no one talks to you you miss all the conversation that's horrible you're not actually part of it it is the idea
1: yeah i understand so the idea is that um uh, i'm gonna talk about uh Uh, like a digital independence kind of thing, so that one country doesn't depend on services that are provided by uh, foreign companies or foreign countries. Uh Uh-huh. And I want to, you know, warm up the team a little bit in this topic, and uh, I want to explain the idea of uh, digital independence Mm -hmm. and have some Q&A session at the end. But if it's yeah. gonna be a horrible, horrible thing like that you're describing it, I'd rather not do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, self-hosted is the first
0: step, but I think most people would sell their, uh, would trade their passports for an iPhone, right?
1: yeah no, no, I mean, like if it's like if Serbia system. if
0: Serbia said to them, if Serbia no. said to the people like you'll get a new iPhone and a Mac if you just take a Serbian passport and give up your Kosovo passport, you know half the people would do that,
1: yeah, but I'm talking about the government, for example, um. So, like, in the United States, we have essential services, right? Like, you have yes. power, you have your phone, uh, police mm-hmm. department, fire department, ambulance. These are essential services, right? And yes. internet is on the verge. Like, it's not an, uh, an essential service, but the governments here do everything to make it possible so that at least government agencies do have internet service when the power is down or, you know, in, in case yes. of some emergency. Right? In Kosovo, they don't have yes. that. In Kosovo, like email is hosted, God knows where, and if you don't have yeah. connection to that country, <laughs> you have no email. So I if see you what have you're a saying. Ministry of Defense uh, receiving notification by email, then they're screwed. You know, if the police. Yeah, they're still using be... Hotmail. Yeah, so that's that's the kind of thing that uh, I'm going to talk about. You know, to 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 okay. make some laws for turning internet into an essential service. Uh, mm-hmm. On top of that, uh, we have a few providers, internet providers in Kosovo. We and there is no common internet backbone there. Okay, and, hold hold on a second. Hey, um,
0: oh, hold on one second. I'm gonna bring the dog back to the house. Okay, can he? Can I leave him here for a minute? Okay. I'm just gonna head back to my house. I hope that the uh, stream stays up. Okay. Um. This is amazing. Uh, this is amazing um, how technology has advanced, though, Agron.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's sorry, you know, disappointing that we had such a stupid government for 20 years. They didn't yeah. hire right people. They didn't didn't even translate. You know, they had. Uh, if you remember that Ahtisari, mm-hmm. uh Constitution, they translated mm-hmm. that from English to Albanian, mm-hmm. and the translation mm-hmm. sucks.
0: Was it Google you know? Translate?
1: I don't know. For example, the word "policy." You know how mm-hmm. it's translated in Albanian It's translated how? politics.
0: It's oh, translated no.
1: politics? into
0: politics. Yes. So no one read it.
1: Uh, they're using the same terminology even today when they say for example the policy of you know service service providers they say in albanian is politika e right so okay it's yeah not, it, it's so, so the policy has been translated into politics And not into, but maybe that's a choice, maybe that's just a style guide or regulations or laws or bylaws or not like that. Mm -hmm. They translate it into politics, so you know, they never hired the right people to do the right thing. They hired, you know, oh, I know a guy that knows English, yeah, let's get him to translate that. Oh, yeah, Yeah. let's get, let's get, it's
0: amateur hour, I know. Mm. it's amateur hour. See, the thing is, is, you've got such a small country and, um, and you're right, It is. It is a, you probably have good people that are not part of the system, that just were not wanted. They would rather take mm-hmm. their cousin mm-hmm. than some guy who studied in America who's going to try and change things.
1: Not even in America. You have the entire University of Pristina people there. Nobody yeah. from a, Nobody yeah. that was a graduate from there got hired. Why? Because they weren't from Kiev, they weren't from, I don't know, from some Mm -hmm. other village. That's the reason they weren't high. You see everybody in hackerspace there, you know, we have an amazing workforce, we have intelligent people there, you know, they can take over everything and do it. They don't have to go to Estonia and get that uh, uh, customs program. You know listen,
0: uh, Agron, I don't I don't want to I don't I don't want to say anything bad about Kosovo because I really support you guys. But I really think that you have to look at like Eastern Germany and even Western Germany where it actually takes two generations before you get rid of you know the previous regime. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Albania, you know, Albania never had a revolution. They never really got rid of the, you know, apparatnik or whatever you want to call it, the yeah. um, Shtipika. And you still have those forces in <laughs> Kosovo, I bet, leftovers from mm-hmm. the Yugoslavian. And, um, you know, they never really had the revolution. Hold on, let me just get this dog off the leash here. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. You never really had the, uh, Hey, I'm over. We're at Ryan's house. I'm I'm recording a live stream. Ryan's house. Yeah, we're playing. Oh, is
1: this gonna you go know, into um
0: uh podcast? It's already live. It's already live recording on YouTube. And yeah, we're gonna put it on the podcast afterwards. Yeah, is that okay? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I don't care. This is not the highest production quality. People are like. Oh, how can you have conversations with people and be walking around and breathing heavy and, you know, and talking to your wife and all that stuff. But, um, you know, we only have a couple of hours a day, free time. You're a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. Um, there's enough professionally produced podcasts out there. You know how many podcasts are on like App iTunes? It's just insane how many podcasts oh. there are.
1: Well, I don't I can't know even about get that, but you know we cannot dedicate sp- special time to do this, as saying, this, this kind of podcast. No, no. Yeah, We're busy, we're
0: busy guys, and if, uh, if someone's going to benefit from a conversation, that's great. Um, I think it's kind of nice that we can record it and share it with people, and eventually um, we'll get some more people to join. You're actually my third or fourth guest. So, okay. um, yeah. So I hope we're we'll going to continue. And if anyone else is interested in, uh, you know, I'm working out the technology. And once this technology is set up uh, properly, I think more people are going to use it. Uh, we got to pave the road.
1: Yeah, and see, this is a, this is an a, excellent example of what I'm going to talk about. You know, taking an mm-hmm. open source technology and uh, um, making it work for your mm-hmm. own benefit and interest. You know? yep. and, and, you know, there are people who can make it work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we Absolutely. don't have to go to uh, Microsoft and pay, you know, thousands of dollars for 100 different desktops running Office 350 or yeah. what was it? Well, I, have a, I have a lot of
0: experience now dealing with uh, mediocrity, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, people—they just want something that's going to work. You know, they say no one got fired for choosing IBM, right? Yeah. No one got well, fired for choosing um, for choosing uh, AWS. Hey. But there's definitely uh, people get fired for choosing open source and having a bomb on them.
1: Well, no, investigations you know. must be done, you know, evaluations must be done. You have to compare if that technology, whatever, at whatever level yeah. it is, it is going to work for you, you know, because yeah. some of the open source projects are, you know, started with good intention, but then they have been dropped, you know, because people don't have time to work on them. or And so then if that's if the you... question of what's your core technology? Yeah. Uh, So you have to be really careful to see if it's going to work for you or not before you jump in with both feet. And that's where I say um, you have to
0: choose your portfolio of software and then you also have to have staff that's going to support it. Basically, if you're going to be a government and you're going to strategically choose an open source system, then you have to have someone who owns that piece of software who is able to maintain it and Mm -hmm. modify it. Multiple people. You need to actually set up your own team, kind yeah. of like become like a Red Hat, where well, you're so a distributor it, you're right. of it
1: internally. It depends what you choose. For example, I wanna I wanna suggest that the uh, at least the government of Kosovo uses uh, Zimbra. It's a okay. it's a software with a really strong company working on it. They provide commercial mm-hmm. support and open. Board. Yes. Brian. Is it
0: okay? Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Is it
1: okay? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Do you have our number? Well, yeah, you're, you're, you're yes. Okay. Hold on a second. We're just,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, take your time.
0: I'm just going to, um, let me see if I can go on mute here. I'll just write it down. Yeah, I mean, but go ahead. You were saying Zimbra. Now, what exactly is Zimbra again? I remember using it at one point, but I don't remember what it does.
1: So Zimbra is an uh, email server, so it replaces uh, Microsoft Exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and it's got uh, collaboration features, you know. Except it's not only email, but there is some workspace. There is uh, exchange of notes. There is exchange of files and uh, mm-hmm. some storage area and things like that. So it's it's got some collaboration too. Right. Oh, calendar and stuff. So. Uh, That's great. And it's, so, and it as works. I said, there is a company backing it up. They, they have, you know, staff supporting and making newer, version, uh, newer versions every day. And they also yeah. have uh, open source version of it. So if you want to take it down, uh, install it and manage yourself, they have uh, forums. So uh, what I liked about their forums is that their own developers uh, give answers in the forums. If there is something that you're stuck, mm-hmm. I commercial version or open source version, they're there and they answer questions, you know? And... Uh, now, so but, but from all I'm saying, yeah? So, that is one thing that I can suggest, you know, to, uh, uh, because... So as this new prime minister, he said that uh, uh, the budget for them is going to be smaller. And what he actually did, the previous (laughs) prime minister, he increased the salaries for the ministers. And this new guy, he brought them down. (laughs) Everybody got mad, but, you know, he said, we don't have the budget, you know, to uh, Mm -hmm. to have such Mm -hmm. such high salaries, you know. And no, uh
0: so what what's a high salary? I mean, what are we talking about?
1: <laughs> so I, I don't know what it came down to, but the previous guy he increased them to I think like three thousand euros a month. Yeah. So that's uh
0: three times ten. You know, is that thirty thousand a year? Forty? Yeah,
1: so it's about Thirty-six thousand a year.
0: So in New Jersey, the
1: um of So I, I don't I, know I understand. How, how far
0: euro is from dollars. But in New Jersey, the poverty line is at $40,000. <laughs>
1: hey, do you know right? that teachers, teachers, I know, I know. I, but do you know that teachers over there get like 400 euros a month? Mm-hmm. And maybe on staff gets
0: be- a... The hospital nurses are getting 150 uh, euros a month, or something like that.
1: Yeah, so I mean, this, these are you know uh, maybe we spend in gas or or insurance, car insurance mm-hmm. in a month mm-hmm. for that. I mean that much for in a month. Yeah.
0: So now, my wife was telling me that she knows people that weren't able to afford dental over there, and they had really bad teeth. And I said, Mm -hmm. well, don't you have free health care? And she said, yeah, it's free, but it's not the stuff that you want. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't get what you need. You don't get those nice, whatever, composite teeth. Yeah.
1: Or whatever it is. So, yeah, you definitely cannot get teeth or dental care. With the uh, with the uh, salary that you get there, right? You gotta have your own business and uh, otherwise, you know, there are a lot of people from that go from here, from the United States, they go back to Kosovo, they get their teeth done and they come back with brand new teeth, you know. Mm-hmm. Because for
0: well, well I, I had it, that I had that done. Know? I had that done and they and they they almost ruined my tooth because they didn't use any X ray and they damaged the nerve. I had to get a root canal. Mm. Right? The guy's yeah. just like my leg is like kicking because he's hitting a nerve oh <laughs> man you know yeah well he's just drilling away there whoa well, so i'm not doing that anymore yeah i'm not gonna Without save all my dental i to gonna... yeah and you go here in new jersey <laughs> and it's like they give you an x-ray every 10 minutes so like
1: you know they're checking what they're doing Oh, over here, I had, me and my wife had to fight with dentists, you know, just because of that. Because, you know, we had it done, we had the x-rays done, let's say a month ago, when we come to them with, uh, with uh, you know, a month old x-rays, they say, oh, we got to take new x-rays. Hey, I don't yeah. want any more radiation, you know. I had, you yeah. know, six mm-hmm. uh, x-rays taken last time, I don't want more X uh, radiation. That's enough, you know, yeah. use that one. That's what you have. But then yeah. instead, they insist say, oh, first thing you gotta do, take x ray off the entire mouth. No, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> the first thing you gotta do is you get your blood pressure checked.
0: <laughs> and then they're like, you have high blood pressure. So you have to go to my cousin. He's a doctor, and he'll <laughs> sort you out with some some statins or whatever. Some beta
1: blocks. <laughs> oh yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean it's That's crazy funny. over here that's funny yeah But i'm just saying uh, that
0: people want to have people want to have um free health care um over here why don't they go to uh albania or kosovo and get free health
1: care they don't know what free health care is you know they think they get all these you know top of the line medication top of the line medical equipment and still Mm -hmm. be free no, it's not going to be free. You know, and because service because,
0: on Sunday, service on Sunday.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm if not going to name it doctor. If Here. me as a doctor, I'm putting down two hundred thousand dollars for an MRI machine. I'm not going to give mm-hmm. services for free. You know, I'm going to want yeah. to get a portion of that two hundred thousand dollars back. Actually, I want all of it back plus some profit. <laughs> right,
0: because you're an entrepreneur well, and you open up your you open up your merge at the university right? Emergency medical services 24-7 on Sunday, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. some poor kid from Kosovo shows up and says, oh, I want the convenience of a Sunday visit, but I don't want to pay for it. Because yeah. in Kosovo, it's free. Why should I pay for this emergency service?
1: No. Right? That's And then they it's complain.
0: It's and then they complain. Yeah. You know, they're using the most, you know, the most advanced things, and then they're complaining that it's not cheap enough for them. But they wouldn't even get that over there. So, you try and get a doctor to, to serve reason, you on a Sunday. The reason,
1: the reason those, machi- those services they are free is because those machines have been donated. You know, mm-hmm. nobody bought those machines. And they aren't brand new. They're probably from the 60s from another country. You know, they already
0: probably got written off on taxes some other country, like the computers. Like, oh, we've we've written them off as a loss, and we're going to just throw them away. And someone picks them up from the dumpster and brings them to Kosovo.
1: No, they have. They can write it up as as a charity charitable donation, and they get you know (laughs) money back from the government. They say, hey, yeah, we helped Kosovo. We donated this, but they probably at the time paid a few million bucks for that machine, and now. Kosovo is happy, they take that machine, but they don't realize that that mm-hmm. thing consumes about one megawatt a month. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> they, they, gotta, they gotta pay the power bills now. And this hospital. Yeah, and that power
0: bill ain't cheap.
1: <laughs> it's not cheap.
0: <laughs> that power bill over there ain't cheap. I was <laughs> like talking to one of the guys, and we're like, why don't you set up a, a, a hosting site over there? You know, like server hosting, and it's just not worth it. I mean, you can't you can't run server hosting in Kosovo. Uh, the power bill is going to kill you, and you're not going to. You have to have set up a whole backup power system as well.
1: Yeah, with those diesel generator systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the diesel the price is going to kill you. For that. And then the that diesel too? price is
0: going to kill you because yeah. you have to import all of the uh, diesel.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. I have I have a diesel generator at my home in Kosovo. And, and mm-hmm. that thing is big, like fifty thousand uh, kilowatts per hour. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but well, we, what we had to do, we had to build a shed around it, so that yeah. uh, it uh, uh, um, isolates insulates the noise a little bit because uh, the neighbors complain about it every time the power goes out. That thing was in automatic uh, startup, so yeah. it would just start automatically, but. It's like having a truck running at, you know, full power, full blast. Or what's the word? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's like it having a,
0: like an El Cove. Yeah, exactly. You probably got some, like, um, like Mack truck motor in there, like some massive, like, diesel
1: truck motor from some engine. Yes. <laughs> it looks like that, yeah. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so the people, uh, I mean, neighbors hate you about that, and it consumes a lot of power. Um, I mean, yeah. a lot of people. But uh, the right way to go over there is with, you know. Well, you didn't hook your neighbors up. Sub-solid. That's the thing. You should have hooked them up. Uh, we never had that discussion, actually. It would have been. You should say, uh,
0: here, I'll hook you up and you shut up.
1: Okay. <laughs> hey. Yeah, but I wouldn't hook some up for free. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and how are you going to charge them?
1: That's that's another thing we had uh so we we uh, our entire uh, entire house had uh, uh 1 meter for so we had uh, four shops in the on the ground floor and three floors above so everything was running uh-huh. in the same power meter you know and uh oh you had four yeah, shops you had
0: like you have one of these big uh, houses yeah
1: yeah So, my father was uh, just negotiating in Albania, we say kutrum, for Mm -hmm. just an average number that you agree on to pay for electricity, you know, for even either, because we were providing heat, so they didn't have to use electricity for heat or Mm -hmm. AC, right? So, just for lights and regular stuff. So, they had to, he kind of included the electricity bills in their rent yeah so uh,
0: yeah but you can't for... meter them it's it's difficult,
1: so we didn't we didn't. We said, you know you pay this much rent and everything is included the heat and the electricity and everything is included mm-hmm. water uh but with neighbors, yeah, we would have to have a special meter just for them, and something that uh the uh, power company shouldn't be actually involved we would we should have had a a, a private meter you know something so that wow well, that puts us in a power provider kind of state you still there hello can you hear me
0: yeah i, I can hear you now My... oh okay there was a I distortion. just moved to a different location i'm going in the I'm going into the house. Let me, um, let me try and find a, a different location here. Hold on. I'll get next to the router. How about now?
1: Okay. Yeah, you're good. It's clear. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> so, But uh, the reason that uh, I'm thinking for this uh, open source and having the government move to open source solutions is that they don't have money. You know, yeah, absolutely. And we do have workforce over there, so it's basically translating from uh, using a solution with services from from another country, or have your own solution, but then you pay your own workforce. You know exactly. uh, And and I really like that the second option because you know the employment rate is high there; it's very high
0: unemployment. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can get those people working and, you know, involved in open source and Linux and things like that. So I, I agree, I
0: agree think- with you completely, but you then have to, you have to take... Oh, hold on, who's calling? Oh, God. oh Harry Reid's calling. Okay. He, he should just dial in to our group. Hold on. Let me just t- I'll message him. Hold on. This might turn out to be their first uh, uh, three-way. Um, let's see if we can get this going here. Okay. Hold on. My phone's going to explode. <laughs> All right. stream live. Join in. So, basically, Agron, I mean, I'm going to say that if you're going to adopt a software, you have to... um, The government will have to appoint someone to run it and take ownership of the code. It's not just that
1: Are well, you're still there? I lost you at take ownership of the code. In here. Ah, okay. Is it good now? Yeah, and I lost you when you said take ownership of the code. So basically, you need to have some kind of
0: in the end, if they're gonna outsource it to some third party co- company in Kosovo to run it, they're mm-hmm. going to, that third party company is gonna pull a Microsoft on them and start crazy stuff to make money, right? They're gonna make, like, oh well this and this and this and that and that and that and they won't give them you know if, if the government is not taking ownership of the code, if they're not taking ownership of the solution, then they're going to be put into a bad situation again and it might even be worse where some small company is holding them hostage
1: right yeah um, but i also want to fight for another thing i want to i want the government to op- appoint flusk as their uh, uh architecture designer yeah. I, and, I understand that. And Flosk writes down the specifications. They say you need to use this software, this version, this operating system, this type, on on top of this type of infrastructure. You know, all those specifications would be written down, and the government would say, "Hey, hire some other, some company that does this to the dot." You know, this okay. So then I would the say,
0: then I have to say skeptically. Now I'm going to play the devil's advocate here, okay? Okay. Show me that Flosk is even doing this for themselves. Are they even well, running Flux? any of their own infrastructure, right?
1: Yeah. So Flosk, uh, I mean Flosk has the experience, has the knowledge, and has done. You know, a few of our people have done things like that, and uh, uh, and they can guarantee that this is a a cheap and working solution for the government with low maintenance. No. Uh, but I let me say,
0: I want to see them actually. Um, you know, I've had
1: a constant fight with Flosk where I've said, okay, you know, uh, are my, you using. Can I, can I put you on hold for a second? I got to take yeah. this call. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take this chance now to. Um, Oh, there's Best for it. Is that Best Fort? Yeah, that's me. Hey, man, turn off the video feed because it'll be fi- it'll be less bandwidth. Awesome, man! I can hear you good. I can hear you well. Same as here. How you doing, Best for it?
2: Uh, good. Be
0: Welcome than- to our first multi-country live stream here. Okay, who is uh, the third guy? Well, we have Agron um, from New Jersey. And uh, Heroid might be joining soon from California. Mm. Cool. And we have you. So you're the first person uh, to join from another country. How are you, Mike? I I'm doing well, best for it. I haven't seen you in a long time, man. We have a lot to catch up on. Yeah, where to start? This is the biggest problem. Well, I have to warn you we are on a live stream. This is being recorded. Um it's going to YouTube live. Really? Yeah. Why? Sorry? Why? Because we are experimenting with the new generation of podcasting and conferencing where we were going to uh, record our sessions and uh, create a digital archive, and I hope to um, get more people on and we can have regular uh, meetings and create a kind of digital community. Okay. I, I, I want to create a recording you know, archive so we can, people can go back and listen to it um, I want to create the tools. I'm using open source tools mostly uh, for um, for handling this. Um, this whole session is being done right off my phone, so I'm not even using uh, my laptop or anything. Okay. And um, I hope to... Uh, create a new um a new type of uh in the end we're going to have uh, i hope some kind of thing like a floss conference um but online and have it maybe worldwide you know get people from all over um to join cool so we have to be careful what we say now um on this stream <clears throat> that's all it's just a
2: it's public basically When you use open-source, why you publish in YouTube?
0: Well, because that's the only way I have to publish it right now. It's the only way I have to record it right now. I mean, I've tried different recording technologies. Um, This this has been the highest quality recording that I have been able to achieve is streaming it to YouTube um, and having YouTube record it. Eventually... We were just discussing this before. We're going to um, have a server, at, like a, a Linux server, a virtual cloud server spun up to do all the recording and streaming and have it shut down when we're done so we don't need YouTube. But for now, um, we're going to use the YouTube stream for now. Okay. Um you know uh, this is all experimental every single episode we were trying a different technology so this is today's uh try
1: and our call hold on
0: So we were just discussing with Agron, um, what it would take to provide, let's say, um, the Zimbra email server for, um, government agencies, um, in Kosovo to make Kosovo like, um, self sufficient and not reliant on, um, external companies.
2: Um, I don't know if you know the structure how is in Kosovo from the government side uh, I, don't, after, I don't know okay, so uh, in Kosovo they have this data center, and by law they are obliged to 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 use the the data center servers and everything else okay, so we have another person here. Can you hear me Hello. Hello. I cannot hear you. Hello. Can you hear me now? How How about now? I was
1: muted. Hello. You hear me.
0: Okay, I see Agron. Agron turn off your camera.
1: Turn off, okay. Where's camera now? Lower
0: bandwidth. Harried. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I hear you, Harry. Sweet.
3: how are you guys doing?
0: Your your audio quality is garbage. It might be. It might be. Use the dial-up. Use the use the dial-up number, Harry. Don't don't use the web app.
3: All right, sweet. i us go with that. Uh...
0: Yeah, dial in. Don't use the web app.
3: Oh, cool.
1: <laughs> Where is Where is Heroid calling from?
0: Gent hmm? is at the... Um, the uh, sh- sh- here, send her a text. Hold it. Uh, Heroid is in California. Uh, Akron oh. and me are in New Jersey. And Best Fort... I, I haven't heard anything from Best Fort in a bit. Best Fort, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. And best forwards in Kosovo. So this is our biggest uh, live stream ever. This is, is going to be epic.
2: Mike, I'm from Prizren, not Kosovo.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> best forwards from the center of the universe in the flat yeah. Earth. He's the center of the flat Earth. I, I'm lucky Above that him, I'm
2: not from Jakova.
0: <laughs> I know. Above you, there's the angels singing on the seven pillars um, in a circle around Prizren. <laughs>
2: Okay, so back to the question what Mike raised up. Can you raise yeah. up the, the question that you did? Maybe Agron uh, wants to, to hear that. We
0: what were discussing.
2: That?
0: We were discussing if Kosovo could do a self-hosted um, Zimbra email solution for the for the different agencies and not rely on external uh, companies. If they could take ownership of the source code, be able to maintain it, and release it um and not have any third cu- party third countries or thir- small companies hold them hostage um you know we would be a completely open mm-hmm. open source um and self-reliant independent system
1: so if we go back to the um uh essential services topic uh what we need to do is now i read that uh Uh, Albin Kurti wants to have the PTK be a public company. He doesn't want it privatized and that is very important because uh, PTK is the one that can provide the backbone infrastructure that uh, that connects all internet service providers but On top of that, it also provides essential services to the government agencies, like the uh, Ministry of Defense, like uh, intelligence agencies, or police Mm -hmm. departments. You know, all of these, like ambulance Mm -hmm. and hospitals, all of these need to be connected to this essential service provider, which would be PTK. And they would actually have staff over there paid staff to monitor, to keep it up and running 24 seven. Because without it, the government doesn't function. The state doesn't function. If you send an email or some video link to somebody in a different agency that is um, uh, important to immediately act upon, then you do need the service that is local and Mm -hmm. has a a satisfactory infrastructure that it can make it can help uh the agencies do their job you know no. and for yes. if we, have, we use an email service from a different country now the connections to that other country let's say we're using office 365 they use mm-hmm. uh Anchor and stuff uh is so whatever connection, I don't know. I think I don't know that we have too many connections to the uh, outside of Kosovo. I think we only have yeah uh, two. And Microsoft you know,
0: is hosted in Serbia. If anything, it'll be running out of Serbia.
1: Well, may so I say these, something?
2: Said,
4: <clears throat> sure.
2: Yeah, uh, I I think I I know most most the information from your sides, uh, because I work directly with Kosovo government time by time, and I see now mm-hmm. that you are saying uh, PTK that should host and everything else. Uh, in Kosovo we have uh, a data center uh, which runs from the the. Ministry of, uh, I don't know the name, but I think one of the ministries is running this data center. And all the government institutions are obliged to use that data center for hosting their servers and stuff like that. Uh, The the main issue, I think, is that during that period of time when they built the data center, no one was uh, from Floss community attacking them that they can use some of open source and free software tools for their needs or maybe mm-hmm. we we raise our hands but no one listened to us and i think now yeah. is the momentum to see the potential and talk with data center because all the municipalities all different agencies and everything else is connected to that data center For example, Ariane Dobroche is working with uh, this aviation, how it's called, agency. And they they are hosting the the web page and everything else in that data center. So all the Mm -hmm. institutions are connected to one dot. And what they are using right now, for example, if you have a username and password from the ministry, uh, that you are um, an employee in the ministry level then you will use this active directory tool that it's provided by microsoft to to do login and stuff like that single sign on so everything is in one point so what they need to do is try to to convert the data center to more open source and free software friendly and then everything can be hosted we don't need to Mm -hmm. specify any technology but I don't know where they can start, but this is the the, the main thing I would say.
0: Okay. So, so the- I would like to suggest center. something.
1: Uh. Go ahead. go ahead. No, you go first. Okay, so that data center is a, is a valuable asset. If, uh, if they already have servers there and uh, some uh, network infrastructure, that is fantastic. We can definitely make use of that and spare the investment that we would otherwise make. Uh, but, I was not uh, allowed that,
2: to make pictures of the data center because I was inside more than five times.
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, the security is another thing that needs to be kept secure. Uh, but the other thing is that uh, I think all that data center there is connected uh, through Cuitetla's uh, internet connection, and a lot of uh, a lot of services are actually provided by Cuitetla. So. We need so Cuitesa is a company that can be bought. You know, uh, you can have some Russian agency come in there and you know put down millions of dollars and say, "Hey, this is my company now." So all those services are now provided by the Russians. So the solution for this would be again, PTK would be the solution for this. So PTK would provide the infrastructure, the internet, the fiber optic connection to this data center, and have that you know, become completely, uh, uh, completely uh, like a public company, publicly owned and controlled by the government?
0: Okay. So the thing is that there's a couple of different issues here. I mean, obviously, this is way over my head. So, I mean, I'm not experienced with this, um, with government. Uh, I'm not experienced with government uh, data centers. I can't speak from experience like uh, Best For or Arianid. But let's just say that one thing I've seen in large companies is that having your own private cloud is very useful to move to, like, a digital or open-source transformation. Like, having the ability to um, spin up, easily spin up virtual machines, easily um, deploy containers, something like a Kubernetes clusters, where, um, you know, where it's easier to deploy things to, that will uh, lend, that will help... uh, Uh, speed up the adoption of new things. I I think maybe some agencies might already want to adopt new things. Maybe they have people who want to adopt them internally, but they don't have the ability to be flexible.
1: Say again? Yeah, let's everybody mute the microphones who's not talking. Please mute microphones, because it's a lot of noise being generated when somebody's talking. Is that Harry Reed?
3: I just muted.
0: Is that Harry Reed? Say again. Yeah. Can you go on mute if you're not talking, please?
2: All right,
3: I'll be on mute.
2: We love you, Harry
0: No disrespect. Okay, all I was saying is that maybe you have people who want to adopt new technologies and move towards the open source world. I mean, nowadays, open source is the, the default. It is the sexy thing, for, especially for young people. Um, it's their go-to. But maybe they don't have the ability to do cloud-like deployments in this data center, maybe the the getting of a VM or getting of a machine might take eight weeks or six months, it might take forever. You know, it might not be something where they can just push the button and spin up an instance. So maybe that's something
2: that would speed up the adoption. What do you guys think? Uh, when we talked about data center and stuff like that, uh, I I see the only two problems is not the internet the problem what Agron raised earlier because I think that, that data center is built by by huge standards and they most likely are provided by three or four companies that are running in Kosovo and I agree with Agron that Quitesa and Pipco uh, can go away to be bo- to, to to be bought by these companies but the what I think the, the main issue is that in the data in that data center the people the employees that they are working right now they are not too qualified working with Linux systems and uh, this is the main issue I would I would say and I think that the best scenario what w- would happen is if there will be some work for them, and maybe get a better salaries if you are certified in different levels of Linux and stuff like that. So that would be my, my main suggestion to, to the government parties to, to do that thing firstly.
0: Okay. Then may I suggest um, looking at uh, something like Kubernetes and containerization as well. If you're going to
2: I think You're they have get... this. Uh, this technology is already implemented, but no one forces them to use. And then the the idea is that how to enforce them and see the potential what they can win from this side of the work that they are doing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think that's where we come in as Flask. Uh, I think we have to do a lot of uh, uh, teaching. Uh, especially we need to teach these uh, uh, governmental officials officials and tell them the benefits of open source and compares to, like, our biggest win here is, uh, is money because uh, we pay a lot for Microsoft services, a lot. And there, there are not only licenses that we pay for every desktop, not only email the, uh, or the uh, uh, Microsoft Office, Now it's subscription-based, you know. Mm -hmm. And then they're using all these Azure cloud services, and they bill us for that, you know. So we have, our arguments are very strong. So if we have a government that wants to save money, uh, I think they will will listen to us, and they will agree with us. And if we tell them that, hey, instead of paying uh, a foreign company this many millions of dollars, we have so many unemployed students you know new grads that uh, you know they finished uh, Electrotechnicon or whatever university uh of uh, uh, college uh and they are ready to you know jump in jump in and, and work uh implement the same thing what let's say for example you you guys saw like what happened like seven years ago when we paid three and a half million euros to this uh, Estonian company for uh, uh, customs software, and besides that, we had to buy to buy the hardware that they suggested. They they wrote Dell servers over there, and these guys had to buy Dell servers. <laughs> you know, we couldn't get any substitutes that would be cheaper. Uh, they Something didn't work in, I don't know, one of the uh, 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 border uh, cross points. They had to hire to bring this guy from Estonia, pay their plane ticket, pay hotels, pay per diems and pay everything until they got fixed, until they fixed things. And probably not only just one guy, probably a few guys, you know. And all of this, while we have the workforce in Kosovo already, how hard is it to write a software for customs? You get uh, perishable good. You get the technical—I uh, don't know—some technology like a TV or thing. The customs rate is this much. You know, put down yeah. the truck weights and uh, whatever permission permits they have. It's not a difficult thing. You can do it with PHP and MySQL, I think, or uh, uh, JView, or I mean, what is that? Angular library. I, I, I'm learning that now. Sure,
0: there's lots of technical lib. Uh, there's lots of technical uh, options. Um, yeah, but how come? Let me just so, let me play devil's advocate here, guys. How come Cactus or one of those other companies didn't win the bid for this?
1: They they didn't win it because uh, they actually said, okay, this historian company, uh, they they made the software for other countries as well, and yeah. they have. have uh, European Union rules and laws already implemented in the software.
0: Yeah, they already so paid it, for the uh, development.
1: Yeah, so it was something ready to go, right? So, but now we can we can read all the European Union laws about the customs, and we can implement it ourselves. And you know, uh, their software gets uh, uh, needs an update every year because the laws yeah. change year. So why shouldn't but, we start, let's say, 2021, start now and make the software version for 2021? We could do that.
0: But let me, let, me, let me play devil's advocate here, okay? Let me give you some contra yeah. arguments. Sure. So first of all, so first of all I understand, I understand. But I'm just asking now, what is wrong with having a little competition? What is wrong with having... Um, you know, some free market companies that are choosing to invest, um, let's say in this one particular case, like they take the risk, they do the investment in this whole customs thing. They pro- they work hard, they produce a solution, they sell it to mul- multiple countries. You know, they they do all this, um, you know, they spend years implementing all of these regulations and debugging it and all that. I mean, what's wrong with with that in general, it's going to be very difficult for one. Um, it's going to be very difficult to do all of that investment in all the um, needed fields uh, for a small country and to find all the talent. I mean, even if you have a lot of um, capacity, a lot of people, that doesn't mean that those people mm-hmm. have the skills or the experience. You know, how many of those people have five years or 10 years or 15 years or 20 years of relevant experience, right? They need to go out and first get that experience. And you need to have someone who trains them and you need to have someone who takes risks. And I personally feel that that a privatized uh, free market economy would better absorb... Um, these people and give them something to do and properly risk it because, you know, new people, they're also risky. Um, they could be duds. They could be bad. They might need to grow. They might need time to grow into their roles, you know, and that might be best in a small startup environment or a smaller company, you know, or, you You know what I'm saying? It's not like everyone is
1: just
0: born to be a perfect developer and has all this experience.
1: This What you're saying is actually an issue that, uh, you know, many many of our countries have already faced, and they have implemented laws, and they have solutions for it. It's basically just like, uh, you know importing laws for example you either import a product from another country this software from estonia it's the same thing it's a product from another country right or do you want to support your own economy you know by helping your own people have a motive to actually jump into a business like that and compete with a foreign company right yeah so uh, a government must provide motivations for example uh here uh Turkey is a good example. Um, so, in Turkey, you could not if you if you imported something in Turkey that uh, Turkey also manufactures. So, here's yeah. uh, the uh, uh, exact example was these uh, uh, farm tractors. Okay, if you wanted to import a farm tractor from a different country, then you had to pay um, extra uh, an extra tariff for for that. It was yeah. an import tax now what they did with that import tariff that money did not go into different uh, in, i mean into the big bucket of the government they kept it for developing the exact same product improving the same products that the turkey was manufacturing the company that was building those tractors they gave yeah. that as a non-returnable credit to the company, so that they improve their production, they improve improve their uh, newer models, mm-hmm. and that they increase the competition with the foreign country. Yes. So
0: this and that would be possible. Of- yes, yes, this would yes. be possible, and that's kind of I like would- a national uh, national uh, championship model where you have like your local um, car manufacturers and all the companies and in, countries in Europe. They try and make the laws to. Promote their local uh, manufacturing
1: yeah, yeah, because you know it is really not only that it is motivational it's inspirational too, because you have a little guy here that he's trying to compete i don't know with uh, with uh, i don't know let's say dodge, right, so if he is already motivated and he's putting the work in it to do he's ready he's already doing the work. But what he needs, he needs more finances for, you know, to improve, to maybe teach, uh, teach his employees better, or find better qualified employees to do Mm -hmm. do the product. Maybe buy new machines, new tools, you know. So it is a great thing, and I hope we can we can put, uh, you know, uh, Kosovo to make a law like that to support the local economy. If somebody wants to compete against Microsoft, hey, please here, here's the uh, all the import. Uh, you know, the money that we gathered from the import as, as a credit for you, you know,
0: yeah. So they want to create an import tariff, okay? I would agree to that as a policy. Um, you know, what was the word you said? The politics, so I, uh,
1: <laughs> a uh, software.
0: Software politic?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so the word policy, it got translated yeah. into Albanian as politics. So they would politics. say like uh, politika, politika e imported, like the import policy. Oh, okay. So, but politika
0: is
1: politika e software. But in fact, it should have been translated regula software software, not politika yeah. software. But those are those people hired. Who, who, that's,
0: that's your style guide. That's their style guide
1: <laughs> I guess, <laughs>
0: yeah there was a memo somewhere, so I would agree in general as a politica e software it if you had <laughs> if you had something like um independent companies who would be producing software under certain rules let's say you would have companies, independent small companies who would be championing local champions of open source software that the rule would be that they have to publish their changes and the country could only use the software that was published, let's say, and held in an internal software repository. So you would have Zimbra and the country could only run the Zimbra version that a local company would champion, and they would win the bid for that maybe um, to support it. And you would have certain rules saying, well, it could only be published from um, open sources hosted on this um, country-wide source code repository, let's say a Bitbucket, or what is it called? A um, GitLab that's hosted by the government and a build system that's hosted by the government. So the third-party country company could only um, submit code changes, but the actual code would be built and distributed by the government agency, right? So there would be no back yeah. doors uh, rejected. <clears throat> Does that make sense? Sure. Absolutely. And you would have like a security team that would be hosted by the government that would do all the security reviews of all the source code. But I think you really want to have Uh, some kind of competition, like local champions, they would champion different open source packages, but those packages, the source code would have to be basically uh, under control and ownership uh, of
2: the government. May I say two, two words here? Yes. Because I'm living in Kosovo and you are talking for Kosovo from abroad. If you well, I'm inside... talking in
0: general. I'm talking in yeah, general yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. talking about Kosovo specific.
2: Yeah, but uh, if if we we talk for Kosovo specifically, I I would say two things. The first one is that we don't have a dedicated companies that they work only with open source solutions. Uh, okay, we have some that they do outsource, for example, WordPress and stuff like that, but not. Uh, the solution for governments, what we are talking about right here. The, the uh-huh. first thing is that still we need to do outsource from Kosovo to pay the, the money to other companies that are not Kosovo companies. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. if if we uh, want to implement Zebra or something, what what you are saying, it's again Kosovo, uh, other companies. The the second thing is that. You you know that people that they uh, they are good enough in the the, the programming levels, uh, in different technologies. They are not living anymore in Kosovo. Every day they are going outside of Kosovo for doing the work.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. This is, it's called uh, the, the brain the, drain. It's the brain drain. Everyone wants to leave, and whoever is gets enough skills, they leave, and you're left with people with less skill. Yeah. So so
2: this is the the and first the problem. Who-
0: and the people who have the skills, they don't want to work for the government because the government doesn't pay enough.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we this guy that I don't want to mention the, the names here because it's live No names, no names. Uh, but we, we have a friend of us, a Flask friend, that he implemented GitLab, I, I, I think, or GitHub, I'm not sure. And the level of uh, the government in this data center that I mentioned before uh, but yeah. now he's living in Germany. He's not anymore in Kosovo.
1: Yeah, and no one's maintaining no, it.
2: No, no, no one is maintaining it, and no one is dealing with it. So what is... Exactly. It? This is what I'm talking this about. This is the problem. This is, and I, I mentioned that in my
0: beginning, that if you're going to implement open source, you need to have a dedicated agency that is going to take ownership of that software and, and run it well, I mentioned that in the beginning, and now I'm saying that it should be a third-party con- company. Okay. So let's say it. Let's say it could be a third-party company, but really, it has to be owned by the. Um, really, you're going to need an internal staff that maintains the, um, maintains the uh, software. Maybe improvements are done by a, an external company, but you're going to have to have an internal company that runs it and operates it and, and keeps it secure and keeps it um, up. Yeah, so you need to have both. I mean, it doesn't make sense to have all of the full-time developers um, all hired by the government.
2: And the the... Uh, I wanted to say that also uh, these two th- things are are a bit problematic. Uh, but uh, the third would would be like uh, Agron mentioned before. I think that Flask is the role to do this type of things um, with teaching and uh, everything else. But Flask uh, it has limited. Uh, knowledge you know we we Mm -hmm. don't we don't know kubernetes as flask we have some friends that they know but time by time they are requesting uh, money or they don't have even the time to do this that's right how how the issue will go in in this level also
0: flask is doing more of providing well i mean flask now is providing the hacker space um, which is a which is a, a good infrastructure, and it's providing the conferences, but it's not actually uh, a lot of what Flosk is doing is marketing, organization, management, but Flosk is not doing a lot of uh, software development or policy making. It's more on a um, promotional level and a social level, and you know, I don't see Flosk. I mean, maybe Agron as a member could could provide these solutions, but um, you know, it, I it's can. going to be very uh, difficult.
1: I would like uh, I can, and I would like to have this uh, at least the uh, for for starting uh, have the hackerspace. Uh, have better communication with Hackerspace, as you as you said. You know, if mm-hmm. we improve that, uh, the noise, the chatter uh, in Hackerspace, we could have remote uh, presentations, remote conferences, yeah. and uh, you know, get people not only me and you from New Jersey, but as you said, you know, people from California, people from uh, I don't know who was studying in Syracuse oh, before. Right. Yeah, so we can all get together over there every Wednesday night and have a really quality uh, discussion. absolutely absolutely get-
0: and and this yeah. is why I wanted to start Agron. This is why I wanted to start these video conference series or these these um, chat these uh, stream series uh, like we're doing yeah. today because we're lacking this communication and I always felt excluded because I wasn't there. And um, I never found a way, I mean, I've been involved for 10 years now and I haven't really found a way to get in, inside, you know, from outside. Um, I think uh, there's some really good, uh, you know, at, the, at some large companies where I work, they had these teleconferences rooms where they had this huge wall of screens and they had these cameras that moved and it would track your movement and it was just like you're sitting in a room with people. Right. Like one side of the table would be remote and one side of the table would be like here. Yes. And you would look at the person in the eyes, they look at you and it'd all be real time. It was amazing.
1: Hmm. You know, this guy, Labinot Butucci, he's got uh, some uh, I don't know. He call I go. I think he calls his product Halo 2 uh it's a it's a video conferencing camera with speakers that you attach uh, to
0: your
2: it's tv it's not open source
1: uh it's not but maybe he can there's
0: help no, us there's no open source systems that i've seen that do this um polycom systems
2: have hmm? i was just joking because collaborate was uh uh the our uh Supporter, uh, how it's called in conference, SFK, like donors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sponsor. Yeah. So so what we're using right now is the closest to an open source solution that I've seen. It does support video conferencing. Um, if we have enough bandwidth, we can do the video. Um, and... Uh, I think it's definitely possible. Listen guys, I like to start bottom up. I like to start small, get experience, evolve, mutate, you know. Let's continue this conversation. Let's let's invite more people. Let's try again next week or whenever you have time. Let's invite Arianet. I haven't had I haven't been able to get Ariane interested in joining or he, maybe he doesn't have time. He is let's really see if we can busy. get more Floskies. He's a busy dude.
2: He's, he's like doing all right types now. of stuff. Uh, but uh, listen, but Mike, let's see if we uh, can get
0: some other people from Flosk to join.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this is what I wanted to say to you as well. Uh, we-, we have a, a scheduled uh, call uh, together with mm-hmm. Agron next Wednesday.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: And uh, 6 o'clock, I think, Kosovo time, if I'm not wrong. Or 5 maybe. Uh, I think five
1: it's 5.30. No, no, it's not 6.
2: It's not 6. Okay, can be 5, 5.30. Uh, because yeah. we have uh, we, we meet the Flusk we meet every Wednesday Wednesdays at the hackerspace uh, during the night at six o'clock Kosovo time. So we we I, I think we shared also in Flus channel the um, how it's called the link uh, with yeah. the, the Zoom or something like this. Zoom, yeah. Or Jitsi. Jitsi,
0: I think. Jitsi. I'm using yeah, Jitsi so, right now. We're
2: using Jitsi right now. Okay, cool. So I think we have a, a Jitsi call that we will do with Agron next Wednesday. So if you want to join, you are more than welcome. And I think there will be plenty of people together with us. With
0: us. So I work. I work normal time, and um, I'm working until uh, like eight, eight p.m. or nine p.m. Um, Central European Time. Like, I don't have time at at, at 6 p.m. That's like, I'm on GMT-5. I'm on GMT-5, so 6 p.m. is like 1 p.m.
1: Hello? Mike, I lost you. I can't hear you anymore.
0: Same here. How about now? Mike, okay, you're How back. How about now? Now, yeah. So I'm on GMT minus 5, which means 6 p.m. minus 5 is 1 p.m. and uh, or, 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 you know, GMT, so you're plus 1. So you're 7 p.m. Um, GMT, and I'm minus 5. So 7 minus 5 is still 2 p.m. I can't do it. I work until 5 at least.
1: <laughs> Yeah, me too, but I'm gonna step aside for half an hour. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm having a late lunch. And so I think we'll be there for an hour. But do you wanna, are you suggesting to push it for later on Wednesday? All I'm saying
0: is that I'm available outside of my working time. um, Hmm. And I'll meet with whoever wants to meet with me whenever they have time. I can get up early. I get up at five in the morning, so that's GMT um, I don't know
1: five in the morning. Okay uh, Bestfort do you do you think we can make this later? But Hello.
0: if Bestfort's going to meet with you, that's fine. Let you meet with Bestfort, and um, we can schedule uh, you know more meetings or more stuff uh, with other people. It's not a problem.
1: Okay, okay, we can do that.
0: Let's be flexible. So Let's be jo- flexible. See who's interested, and you know, tell them to um, to join up with our. Uh, we'll schedule some more stuff. Um, uh, I that doodle.com is now pay a pay link. Um, there's some other uh, free alternatives to do scheduling. You know, that's something that Floss could host. Is uh, some kind of like calendar application for like choosing dates something like the doodle did that would be something that we have it's great to have as an open source app um, self-hosted you know mm-hmm. if we're talking about Flosk uh, making policy decisions or politic politics <laughs> for Kosovo, <laughs> we also have to do it for ourselves we have to say you know is Flosk self-hosted is it using open source software is it is it breaking ground on showing how people can use uh, open source solutions well, you're to solve right. its
1: problems, right? the info was awesome.
0: So eat your own dog food. Let's set let's set up a, a schedule. Uh, let's set up a um, let's set up a Jitsi server of our own. Let's set up a a, a calendar, uh, a shared calendar, for um, hosting. Uh, you know, for scheduling our meetings. Right.
1: What resources do we have to have a data center there?
0: They have a, a they have a dedicated RackSpace um, account that they're not even using fully. <coughs> hmm. So, um, I mean, I've asked repeatedly to get some uh, RackSpace hosting, um, but nowadays it's also cheap. Uh, we can also just use like GitHub uh, or GitLab and like mm-hmm. serverless, GitHub gives you static hosting. I mean, even if the calendar was just a Git repository with a pull request and you would put your calendar stuff in the Git repository and then you would commit it and it would be, um, it would regenerate a static site. That's probably good enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the, what's the uh, URL for this Doodle uh, calendar?
0: Um, hold on. Let me check my messages.
1: Whose uh, name is a US in 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 our conference call? Sorry, Who, who's this guy with the name US on our? Call? I is think that's Harry. Oh, in... uh, okay.
0: Can you hear me? Yes. I'll put it in the chat here. Hold on. It's zvite, not invite, but zvite. Um, I put it in the chat. Uh, let's see. Zvite.co. That's the. Um, that's one of the many um, Doodle alternatives that are free. That I, I chose one of them randomly. I mean, there's all different times. And I sent you mine. That's with my timeline. So those are the times that I'm available. I get up very early. I can meet as early as, you know, four in the morning during work weekdays. So that should be about 12 noon Kosovo time. Or after work, which should be late at night and the weekends are always good for me. Uh, Sundays are good.
1: Powered by Huh? Oh man, this is like making an appointment with a doctor. Say again? You have have appointment slots every 30 minutes. It's like a, a scheduling software for doctors
0: yeah I just. Nice. So that's what we need for Flosk is something like that, some open source system, and then we can have different meetings and different uh, learning events, coupled with some kind of streaming software and recording software.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: you know. Um, and then, yeah. then we'll just start by knowledge sharing to begin with.
1: Yeah, this looks like awesome.
0: And if you think that we could provide a email system for the government, let's provide an email system for Flosk. Let's set up a Zimbra server. Um, let's show that we can actually do it for Flosk. You know, eat your own dog food before we provide. We, before we suggest it for some, mm-hmm. you know, for some agency, let's do it internally and show that we can do it. And we can build up skills you know uh, for Flosk. Hmm?
1: Zimbra supports uh, uh, the the the, uh, uh, encryption. You can you can sign with Mm -hmm. your own uh, key. You can sign a message. You can uh, verify the signature. It's completely Mm -hmm. integrated with AI. That's great. Yeah. So you can when you send an encrypted message, you have to have the person's uh, public IP public key, so to decrypt it.
0: Yeah. But how many fluskies have a public key? Uh one. So, so let's let's start by building up skills internally. Let's do eat your own dog food. Let's show people that we can create an NGO that uses self hosted, independent, you know, self reliant systems.
1: Well you're right about
0: that. So um Let's okay. build up the skills internally. Maybe we can hire people. Um, maybe we can raise money to hire people and call it training. Maybe we can provide these services to schools or to um, non-essential government. You know, maybe mm-hmm. we can help out other NGOs and give them like a package, where they just click, they just click somewhere and they spin up their own um, virtual NGO with everything that they
1: need to run the NGO. Fantastic. So, right. um, hey, is there a hosting company in Kosovo? There's
0: Kuteza. You know, one of the guys I worked with, Zetchiri Armand Iri, he had his own hosting company.
1: Oh, I know him. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, give him a call. He's got hosting. All right, let's see if I can uh, actually put a virtual machine there. With the, yeah, uh, let's, with the, but Kubernetes. let's do it better. Let's do, let's do, um,
0: let's, let's do uh, containers. Let's do um, Kubernetes type
1: stuff if we can. Okay. Let's, let's see if I can get step Zimbra. by step. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's see if we can get a Zimbra
1: server running. Okay. Zimbra, but I don't know what Zimbra runs on. Uh, let me see what we can get it as. Uh, if I if I can get it as a uh, as an appliance uh, that has the operating system and everything configured, I mm-hmm. will be on.
0: Well, it sounds like a project that's worth pursuing. Um, you know, my wife's company also needs an email solution. We're using Google uh, Mail. We're paying six dollars a
1: month for Google, but for six dollars yeah. a month, you can get a VM. You know what's the most difficult part for uh, for an email server is this uh, reverse stuff Yeah the, the, the getting the whitelisted. Yeah because for example, if you have your own server and you did not set up the reverse DNS which uh, mm-hmm. if you' some if you don't have a, prob- a static IP, you usually don't can't get a reverse uh, DNS. Then mm-hmm. when, you, time when you want to send an email to a Microsoft email address, they check you up. Mm-hmm. say oh, it doesn't resolve to who he says he's resolving, who he says he is, yeah. and they just mark your server as a spam, and then you never get to send the messages.
0: Well, Flosk has um, an email, a self-hosted mailing list, and they've been running pretty good for a while. Mm.
1: Where's that hosted at? Uh, Rackspace.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, cool. So they have a public IP
0: address there. Uh, and static. I'm, I'm, it's been running for a while. And it hasn't had any problems. I've got static IPs, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what's the software for you? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about those things. Let's talk about Mattermost. Um, this like open source Slack program. I mean, people don't use email anymore. They use... The young people don't use email. They say email is only for password resets. <laughs> Matters most. There's a great talk on Software Engineering Daily. Um, Matters most is great for government agencies because you can contain the entire thing. It's, it's self-hosted. You can own all your data. Um, it's good for government, government agencies.
1: Yeah. Uh The best of all is that you can secure it. You know, it will be Uh in your in your uh, side of the field, and it's uh, yeah, you can secure it. You don't have to send people to go, I don't know, to I don't know Microsoft, and tell them to delete that email because it was a bad (laughs) email. Is gonna. But you know what drives
0: me nuts about Flosk is you know what drives me nuts about Flosk is that everything's on Facebook. And I try not to use Facebook at all. Um, like all of our chats on Telegram, like everything is not, we're not living up to our own standards. Let's put it that way. We, we found, you know, we found some good solutions. We found some okay things that kind of do the job, but we're not really applying the independence idea to ourselves. And that doesn't make us very credible as an organization. We can't go to a government and tell them, "Well, you should use open source, but we don't because we want we want to be practical and we don't care about making compromises, but you should." You know, it doesn't make
1: sense. Yeah, I know that. I know. And uh, believe me, I resisted Facebook uh a lot. Not as much as you, but I did. And uh when when you have like uh, you know ten eleven friends go on Facebook and they try to reach you from there, you know yeah. I kind of gave it. And well, I've I just been try... um,
0: collecting people's phone numbers. I've been actually texting people and calling people more. Mm-hmm. You know, and Trust having it. I'm trying to have a better relationship with people, like directly talking to them. That's a good thing. Like, my dad thinks if he posts something on Facebook that I'm going to actually read it. He thinks that people actually read it,
1: but really you're just being shadow banned. That's the truth, man. Uh, now, right now, Facebook for me has become, like, uh, just news, you know. I just have what magazines publish, like these uh, uh, portals, whatever they publish, they publish in Facebook. Yeah. So it's mostly news. Uh, I used to uh, use Google Plus a lot, but Mm -hmm. very few of my friends had had Google Plus. Uh, Everybody was using Facebook.
0: So I've done a lot of Twitter recently, and I've been trying to build up my Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've also experimented with all these different microblogging. And I I like what... um, I like that uh red on I mean there's also this big fight with the open labs guys but I like what they've been doing um by using like microblogging or like the fediverse um you know we should be promoting uh the fediverse uh, the uh whatever it's called mastodon at least we should have a open first policy where it says we post the stuff into the open the open place first, and then we can make tools to post it then automatically to Facebook, let's say,
1: you know? Yeah, there are tools like that, but I don't know any of those services that you just mentioned.
0: Okay. Well, let's do a yeah. session on them. Uh, check out Mastodon. Uh, check out uh, FDroid. FDroid has all these open source tools. There's different. Uh, there's the Fedi Lab or Fediverse tools, uh, the federated universe um, in Fdroid. Uh, you can Google. I can do a talk. Uh, we can do a talk sometime. I can prepare some notes, share some details.
1: Fdroid. Oh, it's a uh, Fdroid is a repo for app APKs. Yes, it's all open source.
0: Hey, Harry, are you going to say anything?
3: I thought I was...
0: I can't hear you. Say again.
3: Can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, you're very weak. Are you dialed in? Uh, yeah.
3: What about now?
0: Yeah, that's better.
3: How okay, that? So mastodon surface.
1: Say again, Agron. How do you spell that? Mastodon or mastodon? What is mastodon. it? Mastodon.
0: M-A-S-T-A-D-O-N. Mastodon, like the like the big elephant, like the woolly mammoth. <laughs> Yeah, Harry, your, your connection is really bad, um, and it's producing a lot of noise. If you could go back on mute.
1: I hear some chihuahuas there. Um,
0: my dogs aren't barking today, right now.
1: Oh, so it must be some uh, communication uh, artifacts. Yeah, I think
0: there was some artifacts from from the line. Um, my dogs are quiet right now.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I don't see this mastodon. There is a. Hold on, I'll post a link. Oh. Okay, so it's joymastodon dot
0: Okay, you found it.
1: Okay. This is stuff social on Wikipedia. Uh, social networking on your uh, back in your hands. Yeah. So it is this open source?
0: Yeah. Next. So that's definitely worth checking out, but really. As a friend of mine said, it's like putting up a signpost in the desert. Mm. It's like you're going to post something, but no one's going to see it. But it's the same thing on Facebook. You post something on Facebook, and no one's going to see it anyway. You think someone's going to see it, but they're not. Yeah. I've been listening to the Joe Rogan Joe Rogan show. Have you heard that?
1: Yeah, I watched uh, when... What was this? Uh, Uh... Jordan Peterson was his guest. Who? There was a professor from Canada called Jordan Peterson. He yeah, was, the Jordan
0: Peterson interview, that was crazy. yeah.
1: yeah, that's what I saw. that's I think that's the first time i I saw uh, that guy that, that you mentioned. So basically totally-
0: the the theory that they're proposing on the Joe Rogan show is that Facebook is designed to piss you off. Oh. and it's only going to show you the things that will upset you so that' it'll keep you engaged that the algorithm has been learning to maximize the profit and they figure the maximizing the profit is to piss people off oh. like my uh-huh. mom loves dogs my mom loves dogs so they'll show pictures to her of dogs being tortured or mistreated and it really upsets her wow right That's and that increases their engagement Oh. Hmm.
1: Hello. Uh, Mike, that's I can't the theory. Hear you I have anymore. no idea if
0: it's true or not. Yeah, you hear me now?
1: Yes, I can hear you. Uh, I lost. So you that's the theory. That I have before. no idea if it's true or not. Your mother posted something, and I lost you for there. Say again. I lost you when you said your mother posted something.
0: My mom, she loves dogs, uh-huh. and Facebook shows her pictures of dogs being mistreated, like in her newsfeed, and it very it upsets her very much. And then she engages with it and writes, "Oh my god, that's horrible," and then they show her more dogs being mistreated. <clears throat>
1: That's bad, man. That really upsets you even more.
0: Yeah, and and she gets very upset. And she just wants to play her games, but then she has these pictures showing up in her feed that really disturb her. Wow. And the only answer for her is not to engage with it. Don't feed the trolls. But that's, the, that's what the Joe Rogan show was talking about, how the Facebook is just designed to upset you, to increase your engagement. Hmm. So that's it'll show you pictures of people like, you know, styling themselves and like posing and like to make you jealous.
1: <laughs> that's not good at all. So this actually is so, making it if somebody is is racist and he makes a, a bad comment about racism. Mm-hmm. Facebook feed him more pictures so that he becomes even more upset and he uh, exactly um,
0: increases engagement and shows them more advertising.
1: and makes him even more racist and <laughs> makes them
0: more people. racist. yeah,
1: yeah, it takes people to the extremes. That's bad. And then, so if you're
0: if you sh- if they think you're uh, Republican, they'll show you Republican stuff. If they think you're Democrat, they'll show you Democratic stuff. They'll sell. They'll just affirm you more and more and more until you live in your little bubble, and you think that everything's just like you you want it to be. <sighs> and that's what I think is the Matrix, Agron. That's the Matrix. The Matrix. The world is not fake but the constructed reality that we live in is fake.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: Good that they noticed it, that... The world so is real. Now, now I'm thinking back that I uh, really... I did get involved in a few comments and that, you know, about a topic that I don't like. And it was just coming back with more until I... Uh, so there, you can click... Uh, on a news feed on, on Facebook saying yeah. that you don't want any more like that. So I have yeah. to do that. Then it stops.
0: Yeah. You know what I do on Twitter whenever they show me ads? hmm I say block block this account. Yeah. So every time I get an ad from a different company, I block that company. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, All right guys. I think that's pretty good for today, huh?
1: It is, yeah. This this so, was a great stream. Uh, I'm going to find some time to set up a zimbra server somewhere. Okay. Um for my own experimental purposes to see uh, you know, you know I, what do I have to go through
0: to get it set up? So here's what I've been doing at my job. I've been using Ansible, and I just take these different packages and I create recipes in Ansible to install them. And then I create a container in Docker, and then I run that Ansible script in the Docker container to install the application. So I've been automating...
1: I've been you're, automating all these different apps. You're scripting your installation. That's fantastic. Uh,
0: yeah, it's called infrastructure as code, and that's what I think we need. I mean, get Zimbra running, learn how to use it, and then create some scripts to automate. I mean, if it's not if it doesn't exist already, I mean, I would look first: is there a Kubernetes or a Docker container for mm-hmm. uh, Zimbra already? Is there an Ansible module? Is there a Chef module? Is there some was it Puppet, Chef, SaltStack, Ansible? Those were all the different infrastructures, code tools. Or is there like a uh, Amazon machine image for running it? Is there a Docker image for running it? Is there a Kubernetes Helm chart for running it? I am looking at so that see right if it,
1: now. Yeah.
0: But, uh, See if there's any I, of
1: those available. Uh, would they say that they have supported from cloud platforms, as Oracle? Cloud Infrastructure as a Service, Mm -hmm. VMware Director, and VMware vCloud Air. And then Virtual Platform on the uh, following hypervisors are supported. VMware Sphere, Uh Force V5, Zen Server, 6.2, and KVM. Yeah. Can you get the images, though? Yeah, I don't think so. And then they support these, like like, Red Hat Centos and Oracle Linux.
0: Anyway, Mm -hmm. it's this whole thing to research it. Like if they provide an image, if they say they provide this hypervisor, then like somewhere you're going to be able to download the image of the VMware, of the VM, or you can download the container. And then you can unpack those containers and transform them to other forms. Okay. But really, you want the constructive method, which is start with a bare metal operating system, and then step-by-step step install all the pieces you need, and configure all the pieces until you build up the whole system. Right?
4: Okay.
0: Yep. I mean, I can also help with that. I can show you what I've been learning, and I'm, I'm willing to donate some time, and, um, you know, if it's not... I haven't even looked if it's available, on I haven't even spent a minute on Zimbra, but you know, if if it's available I mean if it's not been done already and I would be surprised if it's not been done already like Ansible Galaxy there's like a website you can look on Ansible Galaxy and look if there's any recipes already available or like chef cookbooks you know there's different recipe systems you can google and, mm-hmm. and see
1: okay I will look into that
0: yeah and, okay, the, no, uh, I and then we can to... um
1: yeah, I don't have experience with this with the uh, Docker yeah. and uh, Ansible. Uh, yeah, but I do. Once but for the beginning, if you
0: can just say step one is this, step two is this, you, you just document the steps.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And these are the configuration variables. These are the file systems that you need. These are the key files that you need. These are the passwords that you need. These are the parameters that you need to set up. Mm-hmm. And you document all of that in some kind of document then we can automate it. Awesome. Right? Okay. Oh, um, Harry, I wanted to... I made um, sourdough pretzels from scratch. Ariana made them, actually.
3: I saw that on Facebook, man.
0: Yeah. So Harry inspired us to um, ferment our food more. Uh, he's been fermenting meat. I, I fermented some dough and some yeast. I can't hear you. Anything you're saying, Harry? Her-
3: Her- uh, it's bad. All right. Um,
0: now I hear you. Wait, I
3: just put you on speaker. It's not- Say again. I put you on speaker. Don't use speaker, man. All right, I'll put it on the ear.
0: Yeah, put it on the ear because the speaker Well, actually I hear you right now very well.
3: Yeah, I had you on the big Bluetooth speaker, so it was not clear.
0: Oh, yeah, don't do that. I think you need to invest in a, a Bluetooth headset. Twelve bucks.
3: I can do that.
0: Send me your address, man. I haven't. You haven't sent me your address yet, and I'll send you some uh, Bluetooth headsets.
3: All right, I got you. Also, um, I made some yogurt. Good. Some Kosovo-style kos. Kos. With unpasteurized milk. Good. Did you make some iron, too? Um, I can turn it into iron easy. But I've been experimenting with honey, and it turns out it can make kos. Honey? Yeah, if you just use honey as, like, an enzyme inhibitor. Will will honey will that
0: make the will that will honey make the the, the um, bacteria grow faster?
3: Yeah, but it has to be raw. Okay. Like uh, the thing is, open source software is important, but also open source food too, man. For sure. Keep our hacker brains running. Uh mm-hmm. huh. That's right. You gotta have a level
0: zero physical system to work.
3: Yeah, I even got a keyboard now. I'm trying to learn the piano, you know? Just because like, I got my diet in check and everything is clicking now.
0: Oh, when you said keyboard, you meant an actual music keyboard.
3: Oh yeah, it's an actual music keyboard. That's cool. I'll give you a D.
0: Now listen, Harry, My wife is a classically trained pianist, right? I know. She's going to. She, um, me. she has. Uh, she's working on a concert in um, October. She'll be playing in New York City, in Greenwich Village, in St. John's in the Village. I think it's October 10th or 11th. You'll hear more about it. But she's going to have a classic concert. Or one of her friends is coming from Germany, and she's going to kick butt.
3: Oh, dude, that's amazing. Like, last time I was there, she played, and it's been a um, long while since she didn't. But it was amazing, I think, man. I think we'll
0: live stream it. We'll do a live stream um, when that happens, and you can listen to it.
3: Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Also, put it on YouTube. Well, I we're like on
0: YouTube right it. now, dude. The live stream is on YouTube. We're on YouTube right now.
3: Did oh, you know please. that? Always on YouTube. I kind of figured out because last time it was on YouTube as well. Yeah. Then, you know, YouTube's awesome. It's the best place. It's just like uh, Facebook now, though. It's getting shadow banned.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's
3: like, uh, I, I do raw primal diet, and I'm like, involved with a lot of raw primal youtubers and um i'd be getting a lot of uh vegan youtube videos which mm-hmm. is making it great because like a lot of people are leaving veganism because they're seeing the true like faces of what happens you know when yep. people malnourish themselves i guess it's like a big starvation experiment for I'm on the phone okay. but that's the great thing about YouTube it's like everybody can see what's going on and that's like the only place in the world where you can like trigger people but actually like speak truth as well because uh, YouTube like I think it just stays like forever if they you think can so document things
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust it. And um, yeah.
3: you think have you're you reaching people, but you're shoot? not. Hmm? Have you heard about BitShoot? Mm, you sent me a link of that. it's like an altern- alternative for YouTube, and a lot of uh, YouTubers that have been getting shadow banned and like uh, kind of getting banned from YouTube have gone to that site because. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's more free speech but YouTube is changing up too. So might get better.
1: Okay. I, I use Bitshoot and uh, they, their service is really good, you know. First I thought maybe uh you know because YouTube streaming service is fantastic, you know. There's never a delay or or that wheel spinning. Like, in, in Facebook. Like, Facebook videos, they suck, man. I, I hate them. But hmm. when I saw this, Big Shoot is really good quality, and they I don't know if they have the same money as uh, as Google, you know, to pay for those uh, big bandwidth servers. But their service was fantastic.
3: Yeah, I think they don't have as much because they were taking donations, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like, last month
0: hmm i'll have to try them out are they um
3: blockchain based or just normal i think i i don't know they have some blockchain i think too on the payment no there's
0: something called but... dtube which is i think is a blockchain based um video service mm-hmm I have to um, um, double-check on that stuff. I I haven't looked into it in a long time. Okay, listen, yeah, guys. I got to get going here.
3: All right. It was nice to hear this team. It, it was great, actually. I learned a lot of stuff of what's going on back in Kosovo. Yeah. That.
0: Thank thank you, Best Fort. You still on there, Best Fort? It?
1: No, it was just you, me, and Heroids. Uh, Okay, pull well best for Draco. We'll...
0: Next best, anyway. best
1: for it anyway. Fala fala Kratfe. And uh, we
0: will talk uh, next time. Let's do this again, guys. Let's
3: do it again.
0: Alright, All right. see you next time. Catch you in the next episode.
3: On the next episode.
1: Alright, bye-bye guys.
0: Okay, bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye.
4: Tchau, oh,